Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm going to be your host, Maddie Rose. And today we're going to be talking with a very special guest. His name is Cornelius Hanna. And he actually is my producer, which is kind of funny because he's producing my show right now, even though you can't see it, but it's happening. So, But how are you doing today? Uh, very good, and very nice to join your, your show, yes. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, first off, before I start talking about really um, the main topic of today, which is your dad's book that you got to edit and, you know, really be a big part of, I would say, um, can you tell me about your experience with radio? Uh, it goes back to childhood, and it does stem with my father, who uh, was in radio and television, and as a retired man, wrote his book. And so it all came full circle for him and for me. And I started uh, basically at his radio station in New York City. Like in those days, it's all tape. And Mm -hmm. I just hung out and just erased tapes so they can get them ready. And I would just watch. And it it was very comforting. And uh, I just decided, okay, I know it. I didn't know what I was going to do in college. Yeah. I, it was just like, what do you do in college? I had no idea. Nobody, I don't know, no mentoring happened in high school. It was like... Pick and something. It, and then it hit me. I love yeah. I love sports broadcasting, and that's what I got into. And then I uh, covered a lot of sports down in Florida, and then I uh, moved out to Arizona to finish college at Arizona State. And then I uh, got a talk show radio in Vegas doing sports talk and... It was really, really good. Um, it was really exciting at that point. Um, but there's a lot more in between. I, I work for Fox Sports uh, uh, Network, the National Network, uh, World Series and Super Bowls, to and all the top stuff. Um, and uh, I did a lot of talk radio in Phoenix. Uh, did a lot of. I worked for number one radio show in Phoenix. Um, it's there's just so much in between, but that's just like a a quick. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some small radio jobs that you yeah. do at midnight. You know, all that kind of stuff is in there. Did television too. Um, did weekend stuff, and um, and you know, and then you learn about the uh, um, the challenges you go through because it's such a uh, up and down industry that nothing's secure. So you feel great for a couple of years, but then there's new ownerships. There's there's new laws. There was things that changed in the ni- late '90s that really shifted. And uh, so nothing's really safe unless unless you're really like at that one percent in your in that in that industry where mm-hmm. they can't touch you, or well, at least for a while. But you you made a big buck out of it, so if they got rid of you, you pocketed it. So um, I got into teaching after that. Mm-hmm. I needed something else, but now I'm back into this whole industry. It's it's a lot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and since you mentioned that you did, um, you know television as well as radio Mm -hmm. do you favor one over the other i like television more why Uh, (laughs) um i do i know why it's just you get to perform Mm -hmm. and it's visual yeah i get what you're saying (laughs) i understand you know and and if you're comfortable and you're confident and um 
and you know what you want to say, um, and sometimes that doesn't come out right. And, and, <laughs> and you know, it's it's a whole different animal when you're on your when you you you, th- you think you just can read something off. I hate that. I hated that. Or and I see people do it. Reporters that have little cheat notes, and and sometimes they just can't help it but cheat with yeah. their little notes. And and I just I always wanted to perfect it where I never had to look. Yeah. I just knew it. So it was a, it was stressful, and the clock ticks and your mind's flipping out and because you're trying to you know think mm-hmm. ahead and you're trying to get the words out. Um, but once you hit that comfort zone, it's it's uh, your natural your 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 true characteristics come out. Yeah, and then it feeds television better. And so and I just when I hit my stride, the industry and, and ownership stuff, everything hit and everything turned upside mm-hmm. down and. And that kind of like, you know, wasn't a good situation. I, I thought I was going to move more into television from that point. Yeah. So, you know, and it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good is. though. Yeah. I always like to ask why because everybody has like their own favorite things uh, uh-huh. of television and then mm-hmm. they also have their own challenges. Like just being like, I guess, briefly introduced to television, I would say, uh-huh. for that little bit of it. Mm-hmm. I feel that I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, I don't like when people give me cheat notes because then I'm like inclined to look at it. Yes. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just like have a few minutes to like true. reiterate it to myself and then like memorize it mentally. Mm-hmm. That way I'm not like, oh, let me like, oh, dang it. I just right. looked down. So. And it, w- my, my, my trick was to um, put in bullet points in my head, word bullet points. So words. So if I had about four things or three things to say, I always try to keep things in three. That's that's like the magic thing. Keep things in three. People remember three more than four because mm-hmm. one gets lost in four. True. Uh, <laughs> you know, one's not enough. Two's quite not. Yeah. So anyway, um, but you just instead of just trying to memorize a whole sentence, a whole definition, trust that you know the uh, the instinctive mind of yours. You know the the knowledge of it, and all you have to do is just remember keywords. So when you are communicating naturally, mm-hmm. your your natural being comes out, all you're hearing is the word, and then you finish that thought, and then you know the second one. So you see this like the little short essay in your head mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and and you hit you made a good point is it stops your flow. Mm-hmm. You're, it doesn't even sound it could come away that you're not even conversational if you're looking down and you you're trying to regather or re, mm-hmm. you, you know so you're you're not trusting yourself as I say if you can trust yourself then you then you're mastering it and that's yeah. the key you know yeah I think that was my biggest thing to like learn from when I first started Voice America kids and mm-hmm. the fame game and stuff uh-huh. like even you remember I had like stacks of paper <laughs> like stacks <laughs> like I printed out so much I used like an entire well I guess not uh-huh. an entire like ream uh-huh. of paper but it was like basically like one fourth of that mm-hmm. because I was like oh I need to read off of everything then again I was 12 so I didn't really know <laughs> any better but I mean that's I've, true when you're young like yeah. that you rely on the books that I mean school is the same way and, and they don't teach you that in school and that's one thing that we do at uh, Kidstar Radio which is what I'm, I'm part of also is a nonprofit and is is to the, the verbal communication yeah, it's reading writing and verbal communication and and to learn Verbal communication at a elementary or, or grammar or, or high school, you don't get enough uh, repetitions. You don't get mm-hmm. you don't even get trained that way. Yeah, and you you've don't. been you've been you've done it because you put yourself and you know you're way ahead of the curve on that part of it. And but that's really a big part of uh, and so because you're always looking at your books, you're always reading something, you're always trying to. Nobody's ever teaching you to. Mm-hmm. 
communicate. Oh, and then one day in class when they, all right, you're going to come up in front of the class and present. Oh, and it's <laughs> right, it, right. And then when it, everybody's nervous because it's so different, but it yeah. shouldn't be. It should be almost like the opposite. Yeah. You know, you should be able to communicate and look into people's eyes and, and talk and, and know what you're talking about and just refer to the blackboard or the, the cardboard poster that you, you know, created. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever it is. Right. Yeah. But I think radio has helped me a lot in like terms uh-huh. of aspects like that because. Not only can I like just do simple things like present in front of the class now easier uh-huh, and just uh-huh. kind of, I guess, talk in class if your teacher asks you a question, something like that, just being conversational. But especially with me like starting pageants and mm-hmm. being interviewed, especially in different ways, like whether that's Red Robin when you go out to each judge individually or you're doing a panel where you need to be presentable as well in front of all those judges and make sure you're not too repetitive. You're not, you know, those little things and you're out in front of those five judges. So it's definitely <laughs> helped me in interview <laughs> in all those meetings. It's going to. It, it's going to. It continues to help. <laughs> yeah, interviews for jobs one day. I mean, you, when you're in your pageant, you're basically being interviewed the whole show. Yeah. It's, whole, a, it's Okay. See, that's true word. That's what mom would say. Yeah. When you say something and like a ring or a ding dong at the bell or, or something just like, yeah, you know. That's my phone. Sorry about that. You know, that's, that's if you ever want to know my ringtone sounds like, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and my ringer is louder because uh-huh. my speaker is fixed. <laughs> well, that's good though. It's a good compliment that, that the, the show, talk show has helped you in your pageants to yeah. think on your toes, think on your own, you know, where it's, it's not, it's. It's unscripted, even though mm-hmm. it's scripted and is a format, but it's still unscripted and you yeah. need to perform. So in television and radio, uh, even if you're, if you're lecturing somebody mm-hmm. it, and now, you know, you're in pageants, it's, it's, it's like preparing for a ball game. Yeah. You can have your scripted plan, but the game is still unscripted. Things mm-hmm. are going to happen. There's a mo- so you, you always got to be ready for the unscripted moment. Uh, and I'm still trying to master that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and it takes repetitions. It takes yeah. a lot every day use, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. I'm just really glad that it's helped. Like, I know it's helped for you because obviously that's kind of what you decided mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. in high school and stuff. But it's definitely helped for me, like I said, with just those little things. And like when you're being interviewed in a pageant, it's like applying for a job because you're applying for that role for the year. So that's why, like you said, it'll help for job interviews and et cetera, et cetera, things that you're going to want to do in the future. So um, like with that being said, do you have like a favorite part of radio? Would you say it's that part or? Yeah, I know. My favorite part is something I I probably never, I didn't fulfill it completely because I didn't go to the highest level, but I created my own opportunity to to do the play-by-play broadcasting. So in college, I decided to go to a local radio station and just basically, uh, how much does it cost to do like radio? You mm-hmm. know, like I was like very, it's still very raw. Yeah. And they said, well, what do you want to do? I want to do play by play. What do you want? I said, I want to do college football games locally at the community college level. So they said, all right, it's going to cost you like $200 for the hour. It was really like a low level AM station, mm-hmm. you know, great people. So I did it. And I went out and got sponsors. I sold it. I learned about the sales part of it. And I, I just got enough to go on the air, maybe a little bit for a day of gasoline, you know, kind of like. And I did it for like four years. And mm-hmm. I, and, and it, I was building that up to go further. And then things changed. Mm-hmm. You know, things changed. So. But so sports play-by-play. Yeah. Yeah. I can still do it. I can walk in anywhere and do it. That's yeah. why with, with 
what you do at Kitstar in, in, in the sporting games, and she she does in-game reports. She hasn't done any color analysts yet, but she does a halftime report. I do. Yeah. And That's she, and, about all I can do right now. <laughs> I mean, being introduced to like sports, like when in the beginning, if you think about it, I'm not as bad as I was before because like I said, like that basic, um, I think video mm-hmm. of like my first like audition or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. is still on there. And I mispronounced NHL with the <laughs> NFL and I don't know what happened. Like I, I had no clue what the two differences were, but now I can tell you the differences <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just kind of get it more. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like when you're actually there, mm-hmm. you get a feel for mm-hmm. it. As for like when you're just doing research on a computer, you don't get that same like experience or that same kind of introduction to it. So now like being able to see what the people actually does or do and then, um, I don't know, just kind of see the analyticals of that as well as um, just about everything. So Well, you do a good job. Thanks. You do. You do. It's fun. <laughs> I actually like going to them, the games and stuff. Well, so. you'll you'll be doing more uh, with Kidstar, I'm sure. Kidstar.org, yeah, it is. Go check us out. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, we're gonna have some more to talk about right after this break. But for now, why don't we take a break? Um, I'm Maddie Rose with the thing. You're listening to Voice America Kids now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're going to be continuing our conversation with Cornelius. So we were just talking a little bit about his favorite parts of, you know, radio, favorite parts of television, and et cetera, with his experience with radio and kind of how it's helped both of us, which I think is pretty cool. And um, Cornelius, I was going to ask you next, how did you become affiliated with Kidstar and Voice America Kids? Um, I founder Perry Damone, who founded 25 years ago Kidstar. Radio Network. Uh, it's a nonprofit, 501c3. Uh, it's in great standing, and 
It's been coming along. It started off as a terrestrial station uh, for kids that Perry was seeking to do. And when I worked with Perry in radio in the 90s, um, we became good friends. There's a, a history of this family and my family, by the way. So we connected, and he decided to ask me to come help him out once in a while, volunteer, show up, go to a school, talk to the kids, do some radio with kids, and just participating. Didn't think much of it until about six years ago when we connected again, and uh, we decided together what what can we do for it, and it was about going uh, web radio, live streaming radio, getting away from terrestrial mm-hmm. so we can reach more schools, more kids, um, in a, in a low, low cost way, um, because it's expensive. I mean, when you have dealing with, um, terrestrial radio and, and, and like, uh, low budget, low budget, low, what's it called? Oh, gosh. Funded. What, what's that? Low funded. No, I'm, it's, it's the, um, uh, radio signal, uh, low. Oh. So it, it, you know, one mile radius mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I forgot the word, but it's okay. Um, and sometimes not even that. Sometimes just without throughout the school. So it's because mm-hmm. it's all about cost and and it takes money to do things, right? So here we with live radio streaming, creating a network, reaching out to to whoever we can you know get involved and wants to get involved from schools and youth organizations nationwide, worldwide, because it's the internet. Mm-hmm. And we also know that the future is now with the internet and also people's phones. You can listen. With your apps, and you know, and you can do the same thing with kids, kidstar.org is listen on the radio, listen on your phone. To we have music, uh, we have kids talk shows, we have sports talk, we have the Angels, the Dodgers, the Phoenix Coyotes. We're involved with the major league sport teams, mm-hmm. even Arena Football League, WNBA with the Mercury. Uh, I can go down the line, and we're reaching out for more. But the idea was to uh, maximize what the industry is about now, and it's really gone global with the internet and um uh it's been a lot of fun and we're still far away from uh getting it to a point where it's uh uh, a big i guess you know we're not disney Mm -hmm. okay i mean that's where i was you know (laughs) but i do know we have the the model i do know we have we have 33 talk shows yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. And they're kids. I always just say real kids, real talk radio with real kids, real radio. Like, it's kids. That's yeah. the bottom line. You know, we have them from eight years old through high school. And mm-hmm. and so that was one thing we wanted to bring. And it's run by kids. You know, we want kids to produce it. And so we have to mentor and mentor and or get others to mentor kids and then kids mentor each other. And it's, it's a process. The Voice America Kids... Um, uh, venue came across when voiceamerica.com loved what we were doing and wanted to help us and give us a platform and to use kid talk shows on the radio like yourself Mm -hmm. with your show fame game the fame game and you know maddie's show is one is like the one of the first shows or not the first show out of the blocks when we mm-hmm. when we made this all happen a few years ago so now it's another venue it's, it's a, a larger audience because of voice america is, is significance in the streaming web streaming iRadio of the world uh they're doing really well with it and uh by bringing our kids and giving them a kids network they have a lot of uh, networks on voiceamerica.com. And we created Voice America Kids. And we are 
working together, kidstar.org in, uh, or Kidstar Radio Network, the Voice of America Kids. So, you know, your show is a great example, and in your longevity of it is a great example mm-hmm. of, you know, why it can survive and why it does mean a lot. Your ratings are good. A lot of the kids' shows are ratings are good, and it's curiosity to good produce, producing well informative shows. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. You got to entertain, you got to inform. And, you know, those are the two things. And then you have, you know, the kids, you know, like yourself, the teens itself have their own experiences that they can communicate about that relate to other kids and also adults because they've lived a a teen life or a a kid life, but also getting to hear and reflect on what's really going on in a, you know, we call them youths of the world because, you know, we get so out of touch sometimes. It's like the great example with music. You know, I think more adults are more involved now and they understand music these days about what their kids are listening to. But a lot, and, and it's always been, they don't. And it's mm-hmm. because it's generations apart. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, we don't have our own music on Kidstar that we produce and we don't have a label. We like to, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. And, and anything. Since you sing. <laughs> I know. Like, let's, let's just like plan this out. Make another model of that. All right. <laughs> so, we can do it. And it, there's a platform, right? So, but that's those are things that we can all get into. Uh, but right now, it's it's sports, uh, play-by-play broadcasting, talk radio shows, and putting radio stations in schools that schools can benefit from by raising their own money within their own, um, um, you know, radio station. So, like they can make their own money to survive um, and it gives them a chance to do that. So anyway, it's, we, have, we have a few out there right now and if you just, again, just go to kidstar.org um, and you can see a lot, you can read a lot and you definitely can hear a lot. Awesome. And so, you know, going into kind of like your position at Kidstar and also Voice America mm-hmm. Kids, do you have like an official job title or your official like duty job? Oh, we you forgot know? about that, didn't we? I'm yeah, president. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, um, yeah, I'm just. It's been Perry and I f- forever with uh, with this um, and uh, working hard at it. We just brought uh, Bruce in um, this last few months, and he's working hard at it. So we have just a, a, a tandem of three. Um, a mini army, <laughs> right? And, and and that's because we just don't have the finances to grow, and we do want to grow. We want to expand this globally and we do have plans for it but it takes time takes money the economy didn't help mm-hmm. um and and it just becomes a, a battle um when you are asking for help financially to grow and you have to prove yourself mm-hmm. so um but we're, we're we're definitely on knocking on the door of this we are awesome and you know going into kind of like the main topic as well of the show today, which is your dad's book. Can you tell me? I know we are, we are kind of went into you know, the radio and stuff, which I think gives a good background yeah, before no. we get into everything. Uh, uh-huh. So that's always a good thing to go into. But um, can you tell me a little bit about like your dad's background yeah. and kind of what he does, et cetera? Um, my dad, a uh, radio named Dick London, um, became a radio DJ and then went into news talk radio in New York City uh, by the... The mid seventies, he was legendary, um, and to this day, people who are elders mm-hmm. have heard his voice and just know it's him right away, yeah. it's just by his voice. Because <laughs> there's no cameras, you know, radio, right? Yeah, of course. But a voice, mm-hmm. and when you are hooked on it, you'll never forget. It. It's music, and and it's happened to me like here and there in like a supermarket line. It freaked me out. <laughs> 
really did. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it will happen to you, you know, and it's hopefully it's nothing weird, <laughs> you know, I yeah. always, I always, and I am always thinking like, you know, getting in my car and driving home, like I'm getting followed maybe, you know, so. Yeah. But it was just me thinking I'm that superstar, but I wasn't really that popular, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my dad was, mm-hmm. and he had people following him home. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. My mom told me some, like, you know, he's married, bye, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he, he was very popular and, yeah. and they didn't pay back then. Mm-hmm. They didn't pay. He was a high educated man, uh, Columbia university, NYU. Uh, you know, he's definitely been around the block, uh, with education, high level, uh, doctor. He's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he worked hard to get that. He went to night school for that while he worked, uh, two radio station jobs. Cause back then he didn't make a lot of money. If it was today, Big time, you mm-hmm. know, money because the way it is now. Yeah. Uh, but back then, it wasn't quite quite like that. So, uh, one day he got a, a a call from General Electric, and they wanted him to become their senior controller for all their satellite their satellite division, which is up mm-hmm. in the big. Like, they had like twenty two plus satellites roaming the the globe. Yeah. So he he started communicating with the world, um, you know, uh, China to. Uh, everywhere. I mean, when the Olympics were up, you know, he had to make sure the links, the uplink and the downlinks of the world going, channeling through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's a lot to it, but he, he basically was the communicator for that and made some great friends in all over the world in Asia to, you know, in the United Kingdom and, you know, anywhere. It just became that significant. His big, his big um, moment on that job was when 1992, when they first attempted to blow up or take down the World Trade Center in the underground of the, of the building, and it didn't quite work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, what it did was it knocked out the um, TV towers. Mm-hmm. So everybody, all the networks were down. The networks, not just the local New York, like NBC network, all the network down. Everybody was freaking out. And my dad, uh, intelligent as he was, and he is, um, decided to redirect it. And he, he did something with the cable side of it. So when you would go on Channel 3 something, he, it would say, go to so-and-so on cable 55. I don't know. What, you know the million what, connections. Right. right yeah. To save as many listeners and viewers as possible, I should say, uh, viewers as possible. And it was huge. They, he saved millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars for these networks. And uh, they t- G took care of him, and you know it was nice, and he was recognized for the great connection. But when he retired uh, after a nice GE career and, and he had a great te- television, and this is something you're going to f- laugh and smile and be wowed about. And I totally forgot this by looking at you. How did I forget this? <laughs> I used to be there. Um, I used to go with my mom because my dad would like have this gig. Yeah. Where he would be the voice on television mm-hmm. for the Miss America pageant. All right. So coming up next is a swimsuit competition oh, brought that's... to you by Dial Soap. You know, and they show like the the, the graphic of soap on the yeah. screen. <laughs> he was always the voice. Oh. That was every year. My dad was, I, I, to me, it was just, I didn't think, now I look back on it. That was yeah. like, you know. So, uh, yeah. 
And I think one year he became a judge because of his oh, status. Cool. Yeah, I believe one year. Yeah. And I remember that. Um, but he was always the voice. Yeah. Well, that is just so intriguing to me because, <laughs> like, you know, I'm running for Miss America's yeah. Outstanding Teen. And hopefully one day, I mean, it's in my plans to run for Miss America. Yeah. So that's really cool yeah. to know, though. I know. I know we're supposed to talk about a book, but his life is very interesting. And yeah. It goes beyond that, you know, and, and, um, and that was really cool. So um, and then when he retired... You do what a lot of people do have a great history. They they think about mm-hmm. something to write. Yeah. And and I guess I guess I know we're coming up on a break here. Yeah. We um, can get back into it too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and they'll leave you like this. Uh he he's one of his good friends is a high end engineer. Um mm-hmm. worked for the government, worked for created everything that you can think of for Nokia and and, and uh, the other um what do you call it? Uh, Kodak and, and yeah. all the, all uh, he created so much for the industry of electronics and computer chips and things like mm-hmm. that. He understands it, but he also helped the Air Force and the, and, the, and the government for other things too that I never know. And he does, but he knew so much that mm-hmm. him and my father came together to talk about our future mm-hmm. that goes well behind your well beyond your phone. Yeah, that can change this world for. It's supposed to be for the better, but the fear is it would be for the worse, the way this is going. And that's where I'll leave you because it will it will captivate you, what yeah. I'm about to tell you in the next segment, okay? Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Well, until then, <laughs> until then, we're going to be taking a break. So remember, keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, 
crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're going to be continuing our conversation with Cornelius. So now, since we basically got a brief introduction, we're kind of left hanging with this book, that which is our main topic of today. And um, I think now it's perfect time to, you know, really get into the book and share what it's about and kind of just everything in between, what it kind of focuses on and how it was created and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, the, the book is called A Peaceful War. A Peaceful War. And uh, the the imaging branding of it is a, a uh, cover is basically a beautiful sunflower with a uh, bumblebee in there, and it's just a peaceful thing going on there, but it's very aggressive going on too, you know. Um, now, I'm going to read off to you basically a small synopsis of it, and then I'll get into some of the summary of it too. Uh, first up, uh, the book was written by two authors, my father, Richard Hanna, and Winston Hodge, okay, um, and I can probably even talk about Winston a little bit too. Unfortunately, Winston passed away. A brilliant man whose uh, career um, is basically based and runs through a high-end engineering mind who uh, created uh, entrepreneur, but created technology things for our U.S. government, our our uh, armed forces. Um, also, as far as working with um, tech, technical uh, technology for like you know Kodak and film, and uh, even with uh, like L.A. Times, New York Times, and major uh, media print stuff, to uh, helping them out uh, in, a, in a way with the technology that's out there today. Um, and it goes beyond that. Uh, Winston Hodge, probably one of our greatest minds um, that we probably. Never heard of until now. Um, look him up, Winston Hodge. I will guarantee you be amazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recently passed away. And so my father, Richard Hanna, uh, who is a writer, uh, speaker, uh, as you know, we talked about him, um, definitely understands uh, literature and writing. He's brilliant, my father, that way. Um, they wrote and wrote and wrote for many years. And uh, basically, it's based off of true facts, true mm-hmm. references, references that are coming from Winston and his experiences, from the things that he knows and what's going on and what's going to happen. And basically, it was uh, so informative that putting it into an entertaining way of re- writing it so people in a story nar- narrative way was very challenging. Um, so it's fictional and non-fictional because of trying to make it entertaining. This thing, this movie, it's, it should be a movie, was what I'm trying to say, but it's on Amazon.com. It's also uh, audio.com and iTunes too. So the book is called A Peaceful War. And what I want you to think about is religious leaders, uh, power world leaders, 
third world countries, uh, the child, the unknown individual, and more, can all control the world. That's right. The realistic fear is one person can have this power, the power to change your emotions, change your thoughts, change your ideology, conform all of mankind with a click. That's that mouse click or that click on your phone. It's realistic, and it may happen sooner than you think. Then again, it's very true. You may never, never know because you never know. The discovery of their computerized brain chip. This is what it's about. As much more than what Dr. Ben, which is one of the characters in the book, and Grandpa had realized. It was soon complicated by demonic foreign agents. Violent efforts to steal the chip. What followed generated extreme suspense, tyranny, foreign intrigue, kidnapping, murder, and failure. After all, this exceptional technology would not only cure Alzheimer's disease, but it would permit anyone with an implemented computerized chip to communicate mentally with computers worldwide. The U.S. government soon realized the intricacies of this technology in the wrong hands would be devastating to mankind as the consequences the U.S. was forced to take action to prevent the extraordinary. I'll leave it as that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty cool, though. I mean, just the idea of it, I kind of want to read it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, it is. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a slow read. It's a hard read. Um, big words, uh, high-end high, high end reading. Um, probably one of the few books you get to read like that. Um, and and the intel- I wouldn't say the intelligent. I think everybody would enjoy it. But it's, it's the words, there'll be words that you will be looking up mm-hmm. um, and terms. And maybe uh, nothing that's basically... False. It's all, like I said, referenced and proven, and based off of proven facts too. Um, and it, the one thing that that is more dangerous than ever, and we all talk about it, is what's going on in our world right now. And this is where, when I mentioned, and it's mentioned, is that the U.S. government being it has to will be taking charge and enforcing themselves to take this over and take it back or control it, is because. Um, we have a lot of uh, radical people out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, there's a war with a uh, radical Islamic world. Um, there's, you know, the, the religious war, uh, wars that are going on right now. Um, it's very serious, um, and we're living in a terror world right now. And people don't we talk about it, we live every day, but every so often we get shocked or saddened and hurt uh, uh, by something. Uh, like from a terrorist or terrorist attacks, if it's domestic or international, it's worldwide. It's happening a lot more than we know, mm-hmm. but the fear is if it gets into those hands, what can happen to us? And slowly and slowly, everybody gets controlled. Um, it, it, all it is is basically, can you hear that? That's like a keypad from a computer. That's, all it takes is that, if you heard that. I just hit enter. Remember they say don't ever hit enter until you know for sure. Well, mm-hmm. somebody may know for sure by controlling your mind. It doesn't have to be from a keypad, from a computer. It could be your cell phone now. The way things are all so mm-hmm. connected, networked-wise, um, it's, it's amazing. So a peaceful war takes place in the year 2020. So, and this is the prediction. 
by the year 2020. The books also has, this is its prediction that this is going to be active, that the medical field will be all over this, mm-hmm. and it'll be great. But again, if you're walking around with this and somebody's able to tap into the system or get that chip and copy it, we have problems. You know? know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's right. So, um, you know, Richard Hanna, my father, um, is somebody who uh, definitely wants to see this out there because he feels that the the world, in its very unsettling way, um, needs to be prepared for themselves. Because if if the government is not aware of this, we they feel that they are somewhat aware of it, mm-hmm. but it's the public itself is unaware that, that this is really going to happen. Like this, not that the fact that it'll get into the wrong hands, it can, but this technology is going to happen and it's already starting to be, IBM is already working on a project with it. Mm-hmm. It's begun. Okay, this, this book was finalized last summer. They've been working on this uh, three years prior to that. Mm-hmm. So this is so we're talking, you know, years before anybody was really working this. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the book itself will entertain you. Uh, there's a lot of characters involved, a lot of evil. Um, it's going to get some people upset. It's going to get some. It, it can. It's going to upset some religious people. It's going to upset because uh, what's that saying? Where when people have power, they can like you just cannot stop themselves they just want more you know mm-hmm. even though they maybe you think of them good or they found themselves being good and all of a sudden it just it you never know it could be the child mm-hmm. itself um but the book itself will take you from the time the chips are implanted and then finding the grandfather who has alzheimer's it was for his medical reasons and he becomes the one they're chasing after the world and he does get caught but I'm not going to tell you what happens, but he does get caught. Mm-hmm. Okay. That scares me. When I hit that point, I'm like, where is this going? Okay. <laughs> and that's why it's fictional and non-fictional because they have to have a finish. They have to have an ending, right? Mm-hmm. And the fear is, is there and it's going to wake you up. And that's one thing that my father always says and, and Winston always said, it's going to wake people up of what's down the road for us. Mm-hmm. He's, Winston, and God bless his soul, he said, I may not be here for that day to happen. And my father says the same thing. I may not be here the day that it really starts to kick in, but I, I said, this is for my kids, their kids. It's, it, it's, it's coming. And how we manage it and how we control it, mm-hmm. we need to stay on top of it. The world is very intelligent in the technology field. All over the world. Okay, they may be already creating something like this to start doing this to, to us or others. This is the war. Yeah. It's not the bombs. This is the war. That's why it's called a peaceful war. You'll never understand you'll never know mm-hmm. if you're controlled or not. But it's it's the war that is not gonna be thrown at rocks or sticks or it's this. It's the computer, it's the chip that's gonna control your emotions, your mind, your thoughts, your health. 
And it's very true that technology can evolve that way because we're getting more and more technological where it's just like, I even though I know I'm only like 15 and stuff like that, if you think about it, like when I was little, like I was just saying sure. to you, we had like the VHS tapes and that was like <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> that was everything. And now they have evolved to the point where technology is getting so high tech that now you can buy like more movies online. You don't even need a CD anymore. Mm -hmm. Like everything is just so Download. handheld. Yes, downloadable. Something mm -hmm. that, that's at the tip of your fingers. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, which is a good point to bring up about this book, focus of like this actual like technological advancement is for the better. But then at the same time, you don't know what's going to happen. Once you get your hands on it, understand it, you would want people to understand that this is something that you should be definitely be concerned about. But it always goes back to the one word. You'll, you may never know. After reading this, and after no knowing what Winston Hodge and his great intelligence and what he what he was able to express mm -hmm. because of his knowledge, it's not about the bombs, man. It, mm -hmm. This is it. Yeah, it's that computer chip, and it's so real. This book will entertain you. It'll be extremely informative. Yeah, and I think the good point to bring up, like you were saying, is that although, you know, like the war that we're fighting right now, and it's a big issue, and it has been a big controversy and stuff like that, so I'm definitely not going to get into that in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, um, but, you know, especially since, like, I have a platform of the military and stuff, like, I understand, you know, like, what they go through and yeah. how much they sacrifice and things like that, and then you kind of got to bring it back as well, like, sometimes technology is that main, I don't know, starting point sometimes, mm -hmm. I guess you could say, because if you think about it, that's how we're connected. Like we know about the war because of the media. We know about it because of television That's true. and all those types of things. And sometimes we iterate things to the point where it gets maybe fumbled in a way mm -hmm. and you can take it the wrong way. And that's how different things start. So I'm just saying that although like we have a war going on and stuff like that, it is so important, especially like with our military and they're putting their lives at risk and stuff like that as well. But sometimes you have to think about like the technology part of it. Like sometimes that contributes to a few like issues that mm -hmm. we face so i definitely think that like to put it in a way that everybody can kind of look at it is that technology is like a big thing and it can be used for like good and also for bad so you kind of have to like pick carefully think about <laughs> you know you just gave me it, it this, the reason why this book is so amazing and, and how it really opens up your eyes of the dangers of it all the military say it's a hostage situation maybe one of our guys gets shot down and he survives and they have him held hostage mm -hmm. okay Never know that they put a chip in him, mm -hmm. and he's they, they they set him free back to America, but he's controlled. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can hear everything that he talks. Maybe maybe they, maybe there's information that they're getting now. See that that's how crazy and amazing this can be. Like the book and the technology in the book, that that's what it's. So this now he about. goes back to America, Liz, you know, and he's part of it, you know. And he goes back to the, the military and, you know, they're going to talk to him. And maybe there's information. Maybe they control him to do th to other things because he's already on the inside, mm -hmm. you know, depending on how, what level of this person he's at, you know. But that's, that's how dangerous and how wild that you can, th you, you can still think of more situations mm -hmm. that can change the face of this world. Yeah, you know, um, we're talking one person, but it starts to break down one at a time. Imagine if, oh gosh, just think about this. Imagine, um, <laughs> you know, maybe those the people in Afghanistan or you know, you know the Al Qaeda's of the world, they all sworn in and they all take the chip. You know, like like, and they start building outwards, like building their own army this way. 
Mm-hmm. So, so they're always going to be controlled and go for it. I, I can just, I'm just thinking of so many different scenarios how mm-hmm. this world can start to be, you know, or, or, um, you know, I hate to pick on a religion because um, I'm not even picking on a religion. Actually, I'm just talking about the radicals, mm-hmm. the Al Qaeda's of the world that I, you know, using you to kill, to hurt mm-hmm. for their message. You know, or the religious war that they're trying to implement on us. You know, um, but I'm going to say something here about the book too, so people can who are just maybe listening right now or or trying to understand a little bit more about it is the book is about the future, okay? Future technologies, and it's described in the book. So you're going to learn about future technologies in the book, okay? And there, it's exciting, and, and believe. You know, by the authors Richard Hanner and, and Winston Hodge, to vi- be viable technologies in the year t- 2020. Okay, mm-hmm. which is what I mentioned. Okay, with numerous actual references, examples to be uh, bear out. Okay, there are approximately about 14 major characters in this book on a worldwide stage. Okay, from various points in the USA, Canada, France, England, Rome, uh, gosh. Kostistan, uh you can go on and on. Uh, there's characters of Ben, a mom, a dad, a grandpa, Momo, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the four island sisters that you'll be intrigued about, Dr. Smith, a.k.a. Dr. Hajazi, Tom Watson, Bob Evans. I'm going through all the names. The Grand Ayatollah Muhammad Hussein Amahad, Amahadad, and, oh, gosh, that's a hard name to say, the Pope, mm-hmm. okay? And, uh, and Grandpa's old friend, Dick. This is just the name of you know, the main ones. I just ran through them, okay. I mentioned the Pope. Mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, people are... Uh, that we hear about all the yeah, time. Yeah, yes. Um, and, like, just to clear up, like, one thing also, too, like, so for other people that are curious to know and stuff, like, this is, like, a theory that they have. Or, yeah. like, yes, factual information and kind of, like, basing that off of, so kind of, like, their predictions in a sense. Yes, it's it's predictions, but it's it's it is factual because... The technology is there. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of who wants to do it. And it, we already learned a few months back that IBM has already started the process for medical purposes. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I got the phone calls from Winston, and it's like, we got to get this thing moving fast. They're starting to move because you want to get out there with this, you know, the idea. You know, you have the information, you know. Um, well, uh, one last part is... The product itself, the chip itself, uh, is is produced, gets produced very quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but the problem is the extremist religious side mm-hmm. that figures uh, that it's a tool for them, and that's one thing that it's going to be focused on. That's why I think it's going to get a little bit controversial, and mm-hmm. some people are going to get a little upset. But it's not to target you as a religious, mm-hmm. you know, um, follower itself. It's more of um, being realistic how somebody can actually or a group can actually, you know, take this over and basically control the world and control people. Yeah. Okay? So it's a peaceful war that's coming. You know, it's actually probably already had started, but we don't know, mm-hmm. like I mentioned in the subnosis. Yeah, and I think it's a good point to bring up that, like, this book isn't, like, to target anybody or anything like that. It's just kind of like those simple the simplicity of a theory or a prediction yeah. or... Yeah, it's very you know, possible. Something. Yeah. It's very possible, but mm-hmm. we just don't know who can it be or can we just control it. Yeah. 
you know? Exactly. You know, so I know we're probably like way over time on this one. <laughs> you know, and we're looking at the clock. Yeah, we, we can go to a break, I think. Okay, sounds <laughs> good. We'll talk more about this after the break. Okay, well, keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're going to be continuing our final segment with Cornelia. So we are talking about his dad's book, and it's called A Peaceful War. So again, you know, it's just kind of discussing and focusing on the main points of like technology, how it's evolving in the world today, as well as how it can make an impact in the future, specifically in 2020, yes. which is the kind of, I would say the environment in this book is 2020. So like in the future, it's all based on that as we went through in like the last segment and stuff. But, you know, kind of going more into the book, why do you feel that this book is so important to your dad and Winston? They feel they have an opportunity to have an impact on our future uh, by making us all aware of a very serious possibility. Um, that's something medically, that we're doing great things medically out there. Um, and that's what Winston did. Mm-hmm. But he also saw the dangers, Winston, you know, and God bless his soul, invented or, or produced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so when he talks, I listen. I always used to listen to him. And he would, you know, and even even on his last days when he was he would communicate and see how things were going, mm-hmm. he always had wisdom words or just great insight on life about, you know, things like this. Um, but, you know, Winston wanted and my father wanted to get this word out because it's, uh, we're living, the world's getting smaller. Again, you know, when third world countries... You know, and, and, and just religious groups are able to man themselves with or, or firepower and war, you know, mm-hmm. warheads. And, you know, it's 
uh, and, and people are getting hacked on their computers and taking over bank accounts and banks mm-hmm. are getting hacked and like it, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, things are going on every day and it's, it's like, it's almost like it's on the outside, it's closing and closing in and closing mm-hmm. in, but there's this one chip that we talked about that gets implanted in your brain, mm-hmm. you know, the back of the stem of your, you know, your brain, your stem cell area back there it gets implemented and it's supposed to be medically helpful. Mm-hmm. And it does. It's going. It's going to work. Okay. It's already already starting the process. Like I said, that was that's that's the great part about it. Is, you know that this is coming, and it's all. It's the danger mm-hmm. is that they're trying to get the word out and have and get everybody to start thinking further down the road mm-hmm. to avoid that. Yeah. You know, this is like high intelligence. Like mm-hmm. you know, right. So you know, the first few pages of the book reflect on the current period in life of the main character, Benjamin, um, later known as Dr. Ben. And th- through the twist and the turn of the plot, uh, heroes become em- uh, enveloped in the dark intrigue uh, and the disaster of political and religious tyranny. And this is basically mm-hmm. where, it's, where I'm, I've been kind of saying it. And the uh, monocratic power, there's that one word, monocratic. you got to look it up if you don't know it. Monocratic power from which they may be finally saved or finally... Um, find their prospering company is, is, about, is about to become a target of a hostile takeover with potentially equal despotic mm-hmm. consequences. Despotic, what a word, small word, but... Um, <laughs> and what they're, basically what they're saying here is that the company or the creation of this chip, great things, they're all high-fiving each other, the doctor, mm-hmm. the, and all of a sudden... They don't know what's coming. Yeah. They're all coming to go get it, and they're going to come in and invade you or take it or try to... You know, how can we protect this? Mm-hmm. How do we protect this amazing computerized chip that helps your health, your mind, your functions in your body, that it remains a medical mm-hmm. um, benefit and does not get into the wrong hands of these people that we were mentioning, mm-hmm. these groups, individuals... And it all takes, you know, we always have that one, you would say, the wacko leader, the one that just wanted to control the world. You know, it, it, this is not just in the last hundred years. There's always somebody out there. This could be one of those times, too. It gets mm-hmm. in one of those kind of hands. And, you know, and there's a lot of people out there right now in the world that are, um, you know, all it takes is one, one leader, you know, that little kooky, dangerous, yeah. you know. All right. Okay, well, finally, you know, to kind of like wrap this up and stuff, because I know we kind of ran yeah. over a little bit, but that's okay. So kind of just like to wrap this up, how can others um, really find the book and mm-hmm. read about it, learn more about it, possibly purchase it if they're really interested in it, and just kind of to check out its availability? All right, great. Uh, 222 pages of printing, as if you ever wanted to print it. Um, but it's going to be a little bit more on your Kindle book, which is where you're going to find it through Amazon.com. Uh, right now, uh, $3.99 is a purchase for it when you download it from Amazon.com. If you want the audio book, you can go to Audible.com or iTunes also to find it. Or you also can find it through Amazon.com, the auto, audio book. And those are pretty popular, too, because some people like to jog and listen or drive their car somewhere and listen to a story. Um, anyway, so the audio book, um, you can definitely go through Amazon.com to find it. If not, go to iTunes. And that great read on the Kindle book is the uh, 
the actual write, reading of it all, too. So it's called A Peaceful War. The authors are Richard Hanna and Winston Hodge, uh, just two great people who came together to write a great book, and I want you to pick it up. Definitely pick it up. It's something for our future and something for you to think about, too. And I know you're going to be entertained. I know you are. <laughs> okay, thanks, Cornelius. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Radio Network, produced by the Kids Star Radio Network. I'm Maddie Rose, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show.